It's 8.52 here in New York. I'm Brian Gumbel. We understand that there has been a plane crash on the uh, southern tip of Manhattan. You're looking at the uh, World Trade Center. We understand that a plane has crashed into the World Trade Center. We don't know anything more than that. We don't know if it was a commercial aircraft. Now, by the entire ABC network, Good Morning America was in progress in the East Coast and the Midwest, but we're joined by the entire network just to show you some pictures at the foot of New York City. This is at the World Trade Center. Obviously a major fire there, and there has been some sort of explosion. We don't fully know the details. There is one report, as of yet unconfirmed, that a plane has hit uh, the World Trade Center, and you can see that there is smoke there coming out of at least two sides of the building. And we do have some breaking news that we want to bring you around, and we're going to go to a picture, a live picture from New York City. Apparently a plane has crashed into the World Trade Center in New York, 852 with limited information at this point. We don't know about injuries uh, in the building or people on the ground, but obviously this has potential for, for, for being a, a major uh, disaster here. Look at that. As Matt just mentioned, we have a breaking news story to tell you about. Apparently a plane has just crashed into the World Trade Center here in New York City. It happened just a few moments ago, apparently. We have very little information available. We are, uh, we have, I understand, an eyewitness on the phone right now. Sir, what's your name? Yeah, my name is Stuart. Stuart, where are you right now? I'm working at a restaurant in Soho. All right, so tell us what you saw, if you would. I literally, I was waiting at a table and I literally saw a, it seemed to be like a small plane. I just heard a couple noises. It looked like it like bounced off the building and then I heard, a, I just saw a huge like ball of fire on top and then the smoke seemed to simmer down and it just stung, you know, a lot of smoke was coming out and that's pretty much the extent of what I saw. A private aircraft. It, I'm not sure. Welcome. To the Conspiracy Therapy Podcast with Ryan, Larry, Springhill Josh, and the Aluma Mommy herself, Miss April. We did it, guys. 100 episodes! Woo! Woohoo! Yay! So Woo! Oh, wrong show. So many, so many burps and farts and cuss words. In the Shoop Kitchen studio. I'm happy to be here. And we're happy, I guess, to talk about 
I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's a celebratory episode, but at the same time, it's also like, fuck me. Well, that's odd. I mean, <laughs> there's not any room on this table. Yeah. I guess don't fuck me, but, <laughs> but plus that'd be weird. Yeah, it would be kind of weird. Yeah, you guys are related. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not from the South, so that doesn't. True. Count. Anyway, um, <clears throat> bend over. Before before we get into that, um, hundred episodes. It's fucking rad, dudes. We saved this for this what one hundred and one hundred one. We're gonna we're gonna focus today primarily on the day, the event, what led to it, and that's it. Because honestly, the conspiracies really owe themselves their own episode. And to be yeah, quite honest with you. You could start your own podcast about 9-11 conspiracies. It's, it's, it is the genesis of many of the 21st century conspiracies. The whole, it was an inside job kind of movement. I mean, I see bumper stickers still to this day. It's a, it, it was an inside job dot gov dot slash redneck dot a, uh, Infowars.com. Anyway, you know so, what that podcast could be called? What's that? The Beam Burner Podcast. Why is that? Why? Because jet fuel and burning beams. Burning. Oh, I thought you said bean. I was like, I thought bean? he what are you? No, I missed class that day, but that's, that's besides the point. So, all right. Before we get into our subject too much, did anybody have any predictions for episode 200? Uh, I mean, we're at a hundred right now. That's a, that's our we, centennial. We, we can't even figure out what we're gonna do like after three eighty more episodes. We're supposed to predict a hundred from now. <laughs> I just want to know what you think. I just had the thought today. I was it's I was outside whimsically walking, petting cats, talking to dogs, and I was like, "What is Larry gonna predict that we're gonna talk about in a hundred episodes?" There's probably gonna be some other attack. I don't know. What kind of question is that? Maybe there'll be a a magical frogman or turtle that we'll cover. Oh wait, we already did that. All How right. about Jim Jones? Oh, that's a good. That is a good guess. The Titanic. That, I don't know. That is another one. Hmm. We'll see. Dale Earnhardt's death. That's got to be. There's got to be conspiracy. In I watched that, that right? live. Fun fact. I did because my dad was big into NASCAR. Me too. Um. That's awesome. The more you know. So, I want to know right now, before we go into our favorite new segment, sort of, where were you? 9-11. I was working. As a waitress in a cocktail bar? Yeah, I was, no, I was working as a male prostitute. Right. Uh, And I remember I was listening to the Howard Stern show, of course, it comes right out of New York. So, and I recommend, you can find it on YouTube, listen to that broadcast, because it's brutal. White knuckle. Yeah. Because they were, I mean, they were in the middle of talking about Jenny McCarthy's boobs. <laughs> and then we never got to hear the end of that. White story. knuckle indeed. That does suck. I mean, you, I guess, I mean, yeah. But yeah, it's a great you, broadcast. I remember be, sorry. being that it worked. Oh, that skeleton, skeleton jazz band. band. Again. I haven't heard uh, them in a while. I know. Oh. They're so, the official backup band of the Conspiracy <laughs> Therapy Podcast. I'm glad they've kept Isn't up on our their cue guys? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and being that we work outdoors, it was very eerie when, plane, when a plane would fly overhead. 
Yeah. And there was nobody outside because everybody was glued to their television. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a, just a quick synopsis. Yeah. April? Um, I was in sixth grade, and I remember it, it happened sort of between classes. And was I. Was it snack time then? Or. They don't do that in sixth grade. Oh, sorry. No, they were nap to yeah, smoke it was break. Nap time, obviously. <laughs> it was smoke break. Was it smoke break. It was sixth grade smoke break yep. time. Uh, April no, was thrown in a quick dip. <laughs> yep. I um Before was bartending class. Changing right. classes, and my next class was my computer computer class uh, so i went into the computer lab and he had the big um computer projector pulled down so not only did i get to watch it live i got to watch it live on like a huge Ooh, 1080 yeah projector <laughs> so did you get to see the second plane hit yes oof. yep we watched it live oof, in class oof, oof. but it kind of it was one of those things where i was young enough that i i was old enough to know that something bad was happening but young enough to kind of not really care care about it yeah, that sounds like really bad but you know i was in sixth grade i was like that's cool does does mark still have a crush on me like that's really all i was concerned do you guys about. think Insync will be a band forever yes oh my god <laughs> when are they gonna get their star on the hollywood ball, hall of fame ball, the hollywood ball of fame <laughs> i would say walk of fame but it's okay. coming yeah <laughs> i get it i get it josh i was a senior in high school and there is this I went to these special classes. They were like college classes for high schoolers. And we actually had a field trip for that class in which we went to some food disp- uh, supplier place here in, in West Michigan. And we get to the the place and we go up this uh, flight of stairs and there's like this huge conference room and all these people are in it and they have all these TVs on. And we're like, well, what's going on? The guy and the guy's like, well, apparently a plane just crashed into the into the world trade center. Oh, that sucks. Mm-hmm. And so we stood there for about five minutes and sure enough, that's, we saw the second plane come in as mm. well live. And I think we stood there for probably another 10 minutes watching the whole thing I, enough to, I think we saw the towers come down and oh, that was wow. when uh, the, that wasn't 10 minutes. That was like, couple more hours then oh, was it it's a hundred okay. oh i saw okay i saw the the towers fall back at school then we i know we stood there for about 10 minutes and then we decided to continue the the tour but everyone's like well we don't care now <laughs> this is yeah. insane whatever's going on um the day that that happened i was sleeping off a bit of a hangover <laughs> surprise, and surprise. um <laughs> i was i had said i think i had woken up at one point at like eight and was like go to class or not i have the decision i can make it to not go <laughs> so i slept in and then i heard the phone ring a bunch of times and uh when i got up I walked out into the living room and like most kids who don't have, you know, cell phones glued to their hips because this was 2001. I turned the TV on. He checked his beeper. And the, <laughs> and the first thing I saw was n- news footage. And um, at that point, I caught I think that we all in some way are connected in this was I saw the second plane hit mm-hmm. um, and I was like, oh, we're going to war. Like instantly, much like a lot of the clips, just get worse than the Pentagon. Yeah. Well, then yeah, again, and it was like that's when I was like, mm. <laughs> well, we're all gonna die. I didn't even know that the Pentagon happened until I think the day or two later, because everyone was so focused on the the t- the towers 
that to find out that there was a plane that Their hit the Pentagon. Defense Department got hit by a plane. Is just mm-hmm. yeah, that's allegedly yeah. Uh, and then there was the fourth plane that crashed. But I mean, even just if the news had been a cr- a plane had crashed that had been hijacked. I mean, we probably still kind of know about it if none of the other things happened, mm-hmm, but course. that added to the fear yeah. and the terror of that day. And uh, specifically, I remember thinking like, I really hope the president says something or somebody comes out and says what's going on. Cause nope. The thing about all that, all that raw news footage and watching it in real time, like most of us did, there was a sense of paranoia cause you didn't know why is this happening? And that's, I'm, I'm sure in a lot of horrible atrocities that have happened to other countries and bombings and, um, other massacres, like your first thought is like, why is this happening? Cause I and, hate our way of life. Right. And even from the moment that the second tower gets hit, you can hear it in everybody's voice and any, any video I found on YouTube, everybody panics, freaks out. And two seconds later, it's, this was terrorists. And to be honest with you, it was in everybody's head. Because Osama bin Laden had been built up as a bad guy for so long, even during the Clinton period. But I don't want to get off track too far, because I'll start talking about things I'm going to cover in the future. So why don't we go into our newest, happiest, happiest segment (laughs) with Larry's time capsule. Now it's time for us to open up the time capsule. Two thousand one. Let's go with the music first, as usual. January 9th, Apple introduces iTunes. No shit. Wow. Wow. January seventeenth, bass player Jason Newstead leaves Metallica after fourteen years with the band. January 26th, a crowd crush occurs during a set by Limp Biscuit at the Sydney Big Day Out Music Festival. Yeah. Jessica Michalik Mich- is killed and the band leaves the country before due to threats. Death threats. Oh. Uh, gotta buy some new cables here. Yeah. February 1st, Jennifer Lopez <laughs> becomes first female artist to have both a number one album and a number one movie. The Wedding Planner in the same week. Oh, that was that long ago? Yeah. February 28th, Courtney Love sues to get out of her contract with Vivendi Universal on the grounds that music industry contracts are unfairly long compared to those in other industries. What a fine woman. March 9th, Eric Singer replaces Peter Chris as the drummer for Kiss as the band continues its farewell tour. Singer dons the Catman makeup, ending the band's tradition of creating new ba- new makeup for personas for replacement members. You're shaking your head Yes. Yeah, actually, I was just—I literally just I looked read it about up. That. That's yes. No, that's I'm, true. I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just like, yeah, I actually just read about that. March 31st, couple Whitney Houston and Bobby Brown were thrown out and banned for life from Hollywood's Bel Air Hotel and arrested and jailed after destroying their room. No April shit. April 3rd. Yeah, the, the, that stand-up couple. Can you believe it? <laughs> I know. They were like the the most like I don't know what made her crack. <laughs> April 3rd, Mariah Carey signs a blockbuster contract with Virgin Records worth $80 million for four albums. April 14th, Janet Jackson's All For You reaches number one on the Billboard Hot 100 and remains atop the chart for seven non-consecutive weeks. It becomes the longest reigning hit of the year. And on the 24th, she releases her seventh studio album, All For You, and it becomes her fifth consecutive album to open at number one. 
May 1st, Huey Lewis and the News make a comeback with their uh, with their album, Plan B. B stands for Big Penis. Their first album of new material in a decade. On May 12th, Joey Fatone of NSYNC enters his leg in a trap door during rehearsals for the new tour. Apparently it failed and Joey Fatone is still alive. June 5th, Radiohead <laughs> releases their fifth studio album, Amnesiac. June 9th, Madonna kicks off her first concert tour in eight years. June 19th, Gorillaz released their first title debut album, Gorillaz. That is a long, that made me feel old. Yeah. June Shit, 24th, yeah. jazz pianist John Hicks marries flautist Elise Wood. I just brought that up because I wanted to say flautist and pianist. July 16th, Mariah Carey releases Loverboy. It eventually becomes the best-selling song of 2001. August 3rd, Whitney Houston signs the largest contract in music history. A six-album deal worth $100 million. Wow. August 25th, a Cessna 402 carrying nine people, including R&B singer Aaliyah, crashes in the Bahamas, killing all on board. Terrible. Yes. She was awesome. September 14th, Clear Channel Communications issues a controversial memorandum to its radio stations containing a list of 165 songs considered lyrically questionable in the aftermath of the September 11th attacks. The list includes Knocking on Heaven's Door, Mm-hmm. All songs by Rage Against the Machine and John Lennon's Imagine. Now, just to quick add something, there uh, there's a Bush album that was coming out at the same time, and the album artwork was actually two planes crashing. There was also a hip hop band that really that released the album the week of September 11th, and in the back is uh, that's a picture of the Twin Towers blowing up. <gasps> Ooh, I don't know Yikes. if you have this or not because it's music, but even uh, Power Man 5000. I mean, I could have listed every single band that right. was, I mean, we'd have been here for a month. Yep, let's not do that. Uh, October 9th, the first CD in the Kids Bop series is released. I thought Ooh, the parents would like Bop. that. October 12th, West Borland leaves Limp Biscuit. Ah, sacrilege. October 23rd, the first iPod is released. October 30th, Michael Jackson releases Invincible, his first studio album since 1995. Um, but be- there was a feud between Sony and Jackson over the rights to his back catalog, so Michael Jackson ended up suing for racism. Wow. He thought it was racist. November 6th, Britney Sears' third album, Britney, deb- debuts as number one, making her the first female artist that was her to have her album, first right? three metal albums enter the U.S. charts at number one. Some deaths that happened that year. March 18th, John Phillips of the Mamas and the Papas. April 15th, Joey Ramone of the Ramones. May 10th, James E. Myers. He's the one who wrote, wrote the song Rock Around the Clock. Uh, July 27th, Leon Wilkson, bassist for Leonard Skinner. And November 29th, George Harrison of the Beatles. Oh, let's go to movies. The best Beatle. August 8th. Rest in peace. One of the best. Beatles. Actor Tom actor uh, Tom Cruise and actress Nicole Kidman divorced. Oh, so I got some movies here. You want to give your quick yes or no review of it? Okay, sure. AI. So yes, if we liked it, no. If yes. We, okay. Or you gotcha. didn't watch it yet? Okay. AI. No. No. American Pie two. No. Uh, no. Bubble Boy. No. Yes. Donnie Darko. Oh yes. yes. Final Fantasy: The Spirits Within. No. No. Yes. Freddy got fingered. No. Yes, I love that movie. I did too. Aaron and I were the only ones in the theater laughing. Everybody else was walking out. I, I still <laughs> think that movie's funny. Hannibal. Yes. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Nope. Uh, Joe Dirt. Yes. Jurassic Park 3. Oh, yes. yes. Legally Blonde. Yes. Yes. Lord of the Rings. Yes. Fellowship yes. of the Ring. Yes. Monsters, Inc. Yes. Yes. Uh, Moulin Rouge. 
Yes. Yes. I actually really like that movie. The Mummy too. Returns. No. no. Ocean's Eleven. No. no. Pearl Harbor. No. No. Planet of the Apes. Yes. Eh. Even though I'm embarrassed because the that movie sucks. Princess Diaries. <laughs> you know what? Yes, that was a good movie. I liked. I read the books. Rush Hour Two. No. Shallow Hell. Yes, I actually think that movie's really funny too. <laughs> Shrek. You know that movie hasn't aged very well. No. Wants if you go, told me. <laughs> yeah, it ruined my favorite band's career. Oh, come on. <laughs> Spy Kids. No. Yes. Super Troopers. Yes. yes. <laughs> Training Day. Yes. Vanilla Sky. Great movie. Yes. It's fun. Wet Hot American Summer. Yes, I love that movie. And Zoolander. Yes. yes. Good year for movies then. Yep. Bradley Cooper debuted that year, his acting debut with Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah, he's the gay boyfriend of uh, Michael Ian Black. Tom Hardy with Black Hawk Down. Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. Saving Private Ryan. No, The Mummy Returns. Oh, I was thinking of Vin Diesel. That's right. Sorry. The <laughs> they Scorpion the King. Seth Rogen on, with Donnie Darko. Seth Rogen's in Donnie Darko? He plays one of the bullies. <gasps> wow. Mm-hmm. On to television. I need to watch it again. March 26th on TNT. WCW Monday Nitro broadcast its final show. <laughs> May 15th, NBC Arrows, the long, hour-long season seven finale of Friends. On UPN... <laughs> July 20, or I'm sorry, maybe 23rd, Star Trek Voyager airs its final series. No, July 21st, Nickelodeon's hit TV series Rugrats celebrates its 10th anniversary. Did you guys hear that there's a, a Rugrats porn parody that just came out? Tugrats. Yeah, Tugrats. Yeah. <laughs> Not even joking. Wow. It's, it's real. I've seen stills. It's weird. Oh boy. Yeah. August 31st, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood <laughs> airs its final episode. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, Mr. Rogers? Went all the way up to 2001? Yep. He tied his shoes. I thought a that lot. was over in like the early nineties. Mm-hmm. Wow, what a guy, Mr. McFeely. He regretted that name. September second, Adult Swim debuts. Mm. Uh, on September thirteenth, UPN resumes normal programming with a live episode of SmackDown. September twenty first, Alec Trebek appears for the first time without his mustache. That was big enough to literally make the top <laughs> news stories. And all the stay-at-home moms that. shrieked. Yep. October 2nd, Alex. the medical comedy Scrubs premieres. Ooh, nice. October 3rd, the aftermath of September 11th attacks. Several planned series and events are canceled. Uh, most notably, NBC drops a series plan for spring 2002, which would have united the cast of Law & Order and SVU and Law & Order Criminal Intent, all three of those dealing with a terrorist attack in New York City. Wow. Inventions. Are the artificial heart is invented? The Nuva Ring is invented. Rejoices. <laughs> Nuva Ring birth control. <laughs> yes, we got it. Artificial liver. <laughs> motorized surfboard. What? what yeah, the motorized fuck surfboard. Would you need that I don't for? know. Well, Air powered be- pogo stick. Again, that, what? That just sounds okay. like a sex toy. Digital satellite radio. Uh, self-cleaning windows is a thing, I guess. That was a A wind-up cell phone, so you wouldn't use batteries. You would wind it up. Where the hell is that now? I don't know. Interesting. Stink-free shoes were also invented. Cost of living in 2001. The average house was $130,000. Uh, monthly rent, $715.34 for a stamp. Sports fans! Yay! EFIS podcast... Super Bowl XXXV. <laughs> Baltimore Ravens won 34-7 over the New York Giants. XFL is founded by 
Vince McMahon and then folds the same year. <laughs> Potty Slam Podcast. World Series. <laughs> the Arizona Diamondbacks become the youngest franchise to win a World Series by defeating the Yankees four games to three. And Barry Bonds set the record for the most home runs in a season with 73. And wasn't that pulled though later because of steroids? No, they couldn't. They can't pull the record. They never were ever able to actually prove that he took oh, the steroids. Okay. And in the NBA, the Los Angeles Lakers defeat the Philadelphia 76ers four games to one. And October 30th, Michael Jordan returns to the NBA after a three and a half year retirement. Enjoy the do? Washington Wizards. Do you know offhand how he did on his return? With the he Washington scored Wizards. about 20 points a game. It wasn't like he was, it wasn't the old Michael. It wasn't 40, but he was still carrying the yeah. team. Right on. Older. So that is your time capsule. All right, I guess we got to talk about this fucking shit show. Um, okay, so if I had to ask you guys where you think these guys came from, Oof. honestly, where would what you... guys? The terrorists, suppose terrorists. From Saudi Arabia. I think all but one was from Saudi Arabia. True. Um, it was actually... There were uh, 15 Saudi Arabian perpetrators, if you will. Saudi flyboys, as I call them. Um, I love the Beatles. Mohammed Atta was actually the leader of the group and blessed by Osama bin Laden, who we will get into more in our second episode because I didn't really talk about the fact, like, again, we're covering the facts of the day, the lead up, and then... We're going to do the conspiracy angles uh, next week. So the the thing about this whole thing that's pretty crazy is that, yes, I, I thought this was crazy as a kid. At naive 19 years old Ryan, I saw this and I'm like, what? I thought they were like, when I joined the service later on, I imagined they were all from Iraq or Afghanistan. So I just, I just thought that, mm-hmm. but no, it's, there were 19 total, um, 15 from, like I said, Saudi Arabia, two from the United Arab Emirates, and then one from Egypt and one from Lebanon. Now, Mohammed Atta was the leader and he was from, uh, Egypt. So there were roughly four to five of them each that would take a plane. The, the, the idea was to fly it into a major capital or a major structure. The World Trade Center had actually been bombed previously in 1993, and the culprit supposedly was Al-Qaeda at the time. Osama bin Laden was on every shit show list, but he's also very similar to Bush. He's like a figurehead more than he is anything. You know, Bush was like the country boy, bumpkin, Republican president who believed in God, you know, faith. And he actually championed in his um, running on education. He was, he wanted to see like good, solid education reform. Unfortunately, he had the penguin underneath him as his vice president, who is also one of the greatest supervillains of all time, in my opinion, but I'll get into more of that in the next episode. So you have these guys, that fly these planes and they go from doing school, doing college school, like university studies in Germany. 
and they literally write a letter to somebody in at a Florida plane commercial training facility, and they're like, "Hello, we would like to learn to fly the plane, and all of us come, yeah." You know how there's that Yahoo Answers Translate so thing Russian? that happens? Yep. I'm not trying to do an accent. They're Russian and Sound Jamaican. like you're trying to do an accent. Well, I... <laughs> Guys. Do you want Josh to do it? Because it's less offensive when he can't get it right. That is true. That is one, and it's... I'm not even sure what it is. <laughs> no, because you can't Hello, read. Comcast? It's a New York Indian accent. Okay. <laughs> so these don't, guys don't, don't feed the bears. These guys get into this Ooh. flight training school. They go down to Florida, which I, Florida. Have we we talked about the fact that Florida is a, Florida, America's Germany, <laughs> or giant cock at Florida. the bottom of America, just hanging out there, limp, <laughs> waiting to fall off into the Atlantic Ocean, Florida, where diseases are born. Exactly. And fester. Where meth is traded. Where zombies are born. There are zombies. I've been there. They're Disney World. And they look like Mickey and Minnie. So there are all these different moments that happen. Okay, so uh, I don't know. I don't even know where to start with this. Like, I thought about it so many times. Like, where do, where do you even begin? There's the... the 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 different they, per- I mean they went to that training facility and just they just wanted to learn how to fly. Yeah, but the landing was ter- out of the they well, yeah, but they they were also terrible. Like they actually like according to their flight instructors, like most of them were mm-hmm. just there to like you know, shoot the shit and then it's go an out easy to the credit club. Muhammad. And they went to Las Vegas many times while they were there in Florida just to like eat pizza and hang out with babes. Like, uh, after this all happened, supposedly a stripper from Las Vegas was like, oh, I slept with Muhammad Atta. Mm-hmm. And then the, she was like, yeah, he was six foot seven. And then that guy ends up being five foot. Okay, Cinnamon. <laughs> <laughs> You're needed on the stage. Cinnamon stage two, Cinnamon stage two. So, all right. What do you think the guys did the night before they perpetrated this attack? They got crunked and masturbated a lot. Well, what? <laughs> Circle jerk. He asked us <laughs> after Osama bin Laden blessed Muhammad Atta and said, hey, go ahead, do the attack. You will be the ones, the virtuous ones who go on to Allah and collect your 75 virgins. I'm just speaking hypothetically. I, I'm not I'm not trying to read off text, but I know what I've heard. So before he said, you know, Omni Domni, go ahead, do your thing. They. um Actually went out for Pizza Hut pizza the night before. Oh. That's your last meal. Stuffed Ooh. crust is pretty tasty. Yeah. But you got that ass reflux boys. when you're trying to fly a plane and you're going like 500 miles. Does <laughs> 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 so anybody got a Ranadine? 150 milligrams. I need Rolex. Need Rolex now. <laughs> See, you should be doing them. No. All right. I'll just keep trying. Anyway, so American Airlines Flight 11, World Trade Center North Tower. Boy. Now, that was headed up by Muhammad Atta. The day, 9-11, it was a nice day. It was beautiful. I remember specifically... Clear blue skies. Yeah. It was much like today was, relatively. It was pretty cold in the morning, but I would say like around 9 or 10, it was perfect. And September 11th was 
the same. Like it was, it was a really nice day here and we're not that far from New York, especially New York. Well, we're far, but I mean, <laughs> Midwest, we're far, but we're, we're, far, not, like but we're not like far, far. We're not like, we're not like Paris to like <laughs> Japan, we're not, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> we're not a hop, skip and a jump away. <laughs> okay. You can drive there in a day. Can you drive there in a day? Yes, you can. Okay. You can drive to Florida in a day if you don't City. like sleep. That's the thing that bothers me about doing this episode is still never been to New York City. No. Somebody take me. It's really somebody fun. Who, somebody who likes me. Take me on a trip, maybe. Didn't Larry just take you to Chicago? I know, I did. I did. <laughs> Didn't you just go down to the Ohio? <laughs> I ain't been to no foreign country. I like Taco Bell. <laughs> That was perfect. <laughs> All right, love you, Josh. All right, here we go. So, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I was not excited to cover this. No, episode. no. I know it's our hundredth episode, and I'm super excited that we've made it this far. But this is definitely a. I mean, it's it. Yeah. I'll say this right now: it's the worst attack on American soil that we've ever had. Um, and at the point when it happened, before that, the only other thing that we'd had happen happened in. At the same building, really? Yeah, 92? 93. 93. Yeah. And perpetuated by the same... Perpetuated. By the same in, individual. Thank you, so, Tyson. <clears throat> let me go through the specs here a little bit, and then we'll get into the really gory, not-so-much-fun stuff. So, American <sighs> Airlines Flight 11 hits World Trade Center North Tower. Um, Mohammed Atta piloted the plane along with his co-conspirators. Two flight attendants called American Airlines reservation desk during the hijacking. Betty Ong reported that the five hijackers had come from first-class seats. Flight attendant Amy Sweeney called a flight services manager at Logan Airport in Boston and described them as Middle Eastern. She gave the staff the seat numbers, and they pulled up the ticket and credit card inf- information identifying Muhammad Atta. Now, this next clip, we're going to play a clip. Mm. Um, this is actual, um, what was actually supposed to happen was, and this is one of those weird, like kind of life fuck ups, but instead of paging the, the, the passengers, Muhammad Atta actually talked directly to the towers and, uh, there's audio of him saying that, but it's not what it. What he's saying is telling the passengers to calm down, but he's telling like everybody mm-hmm. that kind of thing, like something I would do, mm-hmm. <clears throat> like hit the toilet flush instead of like turn the soap on or something stupid like that. Turn the soap on. I don't you know. like a little switch. Turn the soap on. He just rubs hey, it. Hey, Larry. Real yeah. I like the, I like the hand ones. I feel like I'm summoning powers of wind. <laughs> And water <laughs> and cleanliness. These urinals, are te- these urinals are terrible. Zero out of ten. <laughs> when you pee, except when it comes out, I need the freaking paper towel, and I'm like, <laughs> and I find out it's one of the, actually when you just got to jerk the handle off. <laughs> I did that in Chicago. Smooth. All right. So the following clip is Mahabharata actually speaking, and um, I didn't heard this before, but this is pretty crazy to hear. Is that American Eleven trying to call? We have some planes. Just stay quiet and you'll be okay. Why is that into the airport? And uh, who's trying to call me here? American 11, are you trying to call? 
So, as you can tell, um, wow. they tried to keep things relatively civil, but obviously things weren't going to be. So, calm down. You're all going to die. Calm down. Yeah. Um, before I keep going, I want to break these things down before I break down what what really happens here. Um, so the other flight was United flight 175 that hit the South tower and hit, um, quite a bit lower than the other plane did, which leads to the fact that this, the second tower actually fell quicker than the first. Um, the, it was a United United airlines mechanic was called by a flight attendant who stated the crew had been murdered and the plane was hijacked. So, um, but you have to understand too, and this is something that really fascinated me was that these all these planes left relatively around eight twenty. Twenty minutes later, they hit their destination. Pretty much, the, well, I'm sorry, the first plane left at eight twenty. Okay, twenty, the, the, and what I told you about them having this flub, this happened in that twenty minutes. Okay, so where you might be like, all right. President, scramble the jets. Like, hurry up. The, even if you had bases everywhere, this was going to happen. And it was so masterfully set up. And I'm not giving them props. But what they did, like, there was nowhere. There was no time. Mm-hmm. And I've, I, I've, I was in the service. I know how quick most of these people react. And I have full faith in them. But at the same time, like, they're not superheroes. Nobody wakes up in the morning and goes, you know what? I think boats are going to come crash into. Uh, it's a good uh, day to our, stop an airplane terrorist. Yeah. Like, a cup of it, before that, before that, I would have never have imagined that people would use something like that to yeah. cause so much destruction. Well, no, because a lot of times back then, if, if a plane was hijacked, it was for political reasons, political or money. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. And I mean, relatively close around that time, there was like a famous sports skateball player who like crashed a plane into like another building. And then the empire Ta- empire tower famously had a plane crash There's into the f- it too. Yep. So these things, I mean, they do happen, Those but Thurman Munson, by the way, Oh yeah. catcher for the Yankees. Hmm. Yep. Sports ball. The more, you know, mm-hmm. so a good thing to know too is that each of these planes had 30% capacity or less. Mm. So I don't know if that's relatively like compassionate on their part, but they weren't fully full. I, I don't know doubt if they would know that. Maybe, but I know that every time I fly nowadays, it's like sitting on each other's laps. Mm-hmm. Yep. So all right, so there's also the Pentagon plane, which mm. is American Airlines Flight 77. Um, the hijackers were uh, Hani Hanjour, Khalid Al-Mindar, Majid Moek, Nawaf Al-Hazmi, and Salam Al-Hazmi. Um, wow. They were I'm impressed. Me too. <laughs> they were identified by clerks as having bought single Give the word ad and he's tickets. screwed. For flight 77 from advanced travel service in Totoa, New Jersey with 1800 in cash. Now a flight attendant aboard that, uh, flight 
Renee May used a cell phone to call her mother in Las Vegas. She said her flight was being hijacked by six individuals who had moved them to the rear of the plane. Unlike the other flights, there was no report of stabbings or bomb threats. Now, I didn't quite bring this up, but each flight had muscle, and they all brought box cutters. So if you can imagine, most of these pilots got ripped up by the muscle with the owie, 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 owie. R.I.P. dudes. That is a terrible way to die. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... According to the 9-11 Commission report, it is possible that pilots were not stabbed to death and were sent to the rear of the plane. One of the hijackers, most likely Hanjour, announced on the intercom that the flight had been hijacked. Passenger Barbara Olson called her husband, Theodore Olson, Mm -hmm. the Solicitor General of the United States. Solicitor? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that like the salesman? (laughs) Like, no solicitors, but he's (laughs) the the general? I'm the Solicitor General! (laughs) You must buy this rainbow vacuum. Okay. Dumps a bunch of trash on your floor. I can fix this with regulations. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're still, we've still found a little bit of laughing to do. <laughs> I think he would appreciate that. RIP buddy stating the flight had been hijacked and the hijackers had knives and box cutters. Two of the passengers had been on the FBI's terrorist alert list, mm. but only in like the last 19 days mm-hmm. because something else that I found out is a lot of these guys were being pinned for like being FBI informants. Okay. So they wanted to, they wanted to use some of these people to leak information to them, which is just stupid. I mean, there should have been red flags, but like most, even most serial killer cases, there's no communication between different organizations, right? Oh yeah. FBI, CIA could have come together. The FBI knew that these people were, if you ever worked in the government, this should not surprise you at all. Never been. No. Always been a male prostitute. So United Airlines Flight 93. Now, this is obviously the subject Ugh. of many talks about this whole thing. Uh, the mo- There was a movie. Mm-hmm. I never saw it. I just... I mean, I can't bring myself to watch it. I can't either. Mm. And to be honest with you, a lot of the information and a lot of stuff that I'm rattling off came from 102 minutes that changed America, which is fully on YouTube. I was shown it in boot camp when I was in the Navy. Every person I was in that room with was crying. Uh, it's not fun. It's not fun to relive this day. It's not fun to watch this because. Right. Um, like the blooper that Muhammad Atta had there where he basically told the tower what he wanted to tell his passengers. Um, there's a reality of life to this. This isn't just like an action movie that everybody involved is human. And, and their last minutes of life are terror. Yes, complete. Mm-hmm. And believe me, there's a lot of clips that are going to be in this episode and the next episode, and I had to edit them down. Some of the some of the clips are fucking horrific. There are 911 calls from people mm. that you never ever want to hear. I heard one today even that I was like, I don't even know if I want to do this episode. But it's mm-hmm. I think it's important because I think it's important to remember it's part of history. You know, I mean, it's all, this all has the, the eerie feel of just the fact that like the day that, and this is a weird poll, but like when the whole 
of World War One kicked off. It was all by fate. Just weird coincidence. The fact that Gavril, I can't think of Gavril Princep, I think is, was his name, walked out of a random bar and then Franz Ferdinand's car breaks down right in front of him. Yeah. And he was going to be a hitman. He was part of a group of Serbians who were going to take out this fucking old monarchy and his car just breaks down right in front of him. Right, fell right in his lap. Fell entirely in his lap. And people, you know, talk about, well, a plane could never hit a building when it's happened many times before. Yeah. I just want to point out um, the video that Ryan was, talk- was talking about, the 120 minutes that changed America. 102, but... Or yeah. 100, sorry. Anyways, I tried watching it today. Now, I've seen some pretty gruesome stuff over the years being a, a big movie fan, a horror movie, and I know it's not the same, but I watched this. I can only make it about 20 minutes in and I had to turn it off because it, it just brings you back. And even though I was not in New York, like there's a American spirit thing that really kind of kicks in and you're like, damn, I, just, I couldn't watch it. Yeah, it's a brutal, it's a brutal watch, um, you know, and it, it, uh, it really, takes you back. So continuing on because we have to United flight 93. Now this is the flight that if most people hear about, no, this is the one that was taken down by the passengers. And there's a little bit of conspiracy theory that thinks, Oh, well, you know, maybe Cheney and his pilot shot the plane down. Now, if that did happen, I get it. It was headed for the Capitol. They found that out in like, I think like 2012 or 2013. One of the guys they captured was like, yes, it was headed for the, you know, I'm not going to do it, but, um, (laughs) but what happens is, is in the final black box recording, you can actually hear him, the, the, the pilots fighting with the door because they were kicking the door Mm -hmm. in. And, uh, then you hear Allah Akbar and then, Nothing good after, comes after the words Allah Akbar. Yeah. Which means God is greater mm-hmm. for all our... It's not uh, like someone says Allah Akbar and a pool party breaks out. <laughs> You're at a barbecue. It's a trap. <laughs> it's, like, it's, not like, it's not like you yell that after yeah. an orgasm. Yeah. You're just like, everything's great in the world. You just collapse and balloons shoot. In the you air. hear Allah Akbar, you duck. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. I want to say this. No offense to any Muslim listeners. We appreciate and love anyone of all different religions. But yes, in history, as history has been in the last hundred years, that is that is kind of when your hairs on your back, of your neck stand up, and you look around mm-hmm. for. It's like when you're driving through a neighborhood and you just see no, like the streets are just numbers. Don't hang out there. Yeah, that <laughs> that might be a scary time. Truth. Larry, don't you live off of what? Fourth? Mm-hmm. There was a stabbing two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> Not joking. Perfect. Now, before the attacks, FBI agent Robert Wright Jr., and this is getting into the miscommunication between different departments of defense, basically. Robert Wright Jr. had written vigorous criticisms of FBI's alleged incompetence in investigating terrorists residing within the United States. Wright was part of the Bureau's Chicago Counterterrorism Task Force and involved in Project Vulgar Betrayal. That doesn't sound very fun. It sounds like a new metal band name. We are vulgar betrayal. 
new metal. You gotta, you gotta put the rap in there too. Right. Uh. Ooh, butterfly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crazy town. Lump biscuit. It's benign. Don't worry. <laughs> hey, I'm here to get my lump checked. Uh, now, according to James Bamford, the NSA, who was also like the all these organizations, like, hey, I'm NSA. Hey, I'm FBI. Hey, I'm CIA. I don't know it was Mulder. Hey, should we talk to each other? <laughs> you like boobs? Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Bye. That's what they do. <laughs> They're just men. Because they are, you know, they should hire more women. Maybe some more things that get done, right, April? Amen. That's what I'm saying. <sighs> so anyway, Bamford um, picked up communications of Al Mil. Al Midar and Al Hazmi back in 1999, but had been hampered by internal bureaucratic conflicts between itself and the CIA and did not do a full analysis. <laughs> what was that? Excuse me, what? A full analysis of the uh, information. Analysis. Anal canal. <laughs> hey. Can I get a paralysis for the road? Paralysis. <laughs> Okay, so they didn't get a full analysis of the information it passed on the agency. For example, it only passed on the first names Nawaf and Khalid. Bamford also claims that the CIA's Alex Stat station, a unit assigned to bin Laden, knew that Al Madar was planning to come to New York as far back as January 2000. Doug Miller, one of the three FBI agents working inside the CIA stations, tried to send a message. And blah, 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 blah. There's all just a bunch of miscommunications between services. NSA, CIA, FBI, NBC, NBC, CBS, TGI Fridays. It's all shitty. Um, So there's your four planes. Now at this time, when the first plane hit, Mm -hmm. They wanted to shut down all air traffic because think about it. At the time, there were 4,000 different planes that were still up in the air. Yep. It took two hours to get them all on the ground. Can you imagine the fear? Yeah. Oh, you yeah. You were there. Plane. Yeah. Or you're in the air. I'm not going to lie. Plane? I thought a plane was going to hit the Radisson. Was that there then? <laughs> the Amway building? <laughs> I was in Grand Rapids <laughs> at the time. You know, if they're going to hit place, it's going to be Grand Rapids. <laughs> You joke, but I know a lot of people who said that. Oh yeah, everybody did. Everybody had a theory why they needed a why mm-hmm. why a plane was going to come down. Going to hit that plane field water it's, tower. It's going to take <laughs> plane out, well. It's going to take out my McDonald's. I know it. I was living in Kent City at the time, and there were people freaking out there. I'm like, what, what terrorist is going to come bomb our cornfields? <laughs> plane one hits eight forty six. Oh boy. Um, it's not good. People are trapped. Yeah. Uh, there's almost instantly. Now you have to think about this at the time. The, the buildings are full of paper. Yes. Okay? This is before hard drives, like serious hard drives. We got floors of just floors papers. of paper. In mm-hmm. fact, office fires are tend tend to burn even hotter because they're, they're they burn s- hotter than fuel. Yes. Yes. So if you're not popping windows out left and right, even though the oxygen is just going to feed the fire, you're cooking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And a lot of people are instantly trapped and they yeah. don't know what's going on. You've got different news reports that are calling in and they're like, uh, we think a bomb went off or somebody started a fire below us. Right. Like, I mean, there, you don't know what's going on. It Dave sounds- tried to microwave his baked potato without taking the aluminum foil yep. off first. And better- the microwave kind of started fire and that, d- that d- kind of caught onto the paper towel that was on the counter. Everybody so. wants to blame me. Slow Dave. <laughs> I just want to have my hot pocket but and just sit in my room, my cubicle and not have to listen to everyone. It's better. No one understand me. It's better than Sarah. She always microwaves the fish. I know. Oh, God, God damn it. Sarah. Keep your fish at home. Stinky <laughs> microwaved fish. Now, if you've there, in no, the there office, really is you know nothing that. worse yep. than that. Yeah. These plane, this first plane specifically, had only flown for not even that much, but it had been fully fueled. So, jet fuel shot down the elevators. And we're not talking about building. And here's the thing here's the misconception about these buildings. These weren't steel reinforced pillars on all sides. There was like a general consensus between all of the rat headed slumlords who wanted mm-hmm. to fill in as much space as they could. Okay. So there were people packed in each floor. You've got probably shitty drywall separating everything. On top of that, a jet just hits you at 500 miles an hour in a building that's way too fucking tall. Everybody's stacked on each other. And when the jet hit, it knocked all the frames like a twisted the metal, twisted the metal. Mm-hmm. So you're not able to just like walk through a door like you normally yeah, now, would. Yeah. Now your door is jammed shut. Your frames mm-hmm. fucked. Jet fuel just shot fireballs down all the elevators, basically. And all you're cooking. Mm hmm. You don't know what's going on. You think yeah. a bomb might have went off or somebody put a fucking spoon in the microwave and then dropped it in a bathtub like they do on Monday. It was Tuesday. A plugged in microwave. He dropped it in the bathtub. I thought he meant the spoon. They dropped in the bathtub. Well, no, because of course they had to have bathtubs there. They lived in their office pretty much. Yeah. And imagine Fair if enough. you hated okay. your job. Yes, I can imagine that. <laughs> Can imagine and, that every day. It's not even lunchtime yet, and a fucking plane just hit your building. Bad case of the Mondays. <laughs> Tuesday. Oh, so say what day did that? Tuesday. It was a Tuesday. So, all right. So this happens. People don't know what's going on. People are making frantic calls. Instantly, firemen are sent out. Um, you know, police are sent out. Port Authority. I mean. Everybody's going crazy. There's there's this loss. There's this uh, almost like. I mean, wh- okay. First of all, what do you think you would do? And then it's what would be your first instinct? Where am I? You're on the hundred and sixth floor. First and instinct is get the fuck out. Right. But the next thing you do, you go to the door and it's locked or it's jammed. I'm running through that door. <laughs> Like the coolant. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> Just gonna be this imprint of. Uh... Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks like I jumped through it. Like my feet aren't even on the ground. Josh, what would you do? What would your first instinct be in this? If instance? I, if anything were to happen like that, I would get the fuck out of there. Now, if. Now, if there happens to be some kind of a metal beam that I can't jump through on, like Kool Aid Larry here, I 
I've thought about this. If there was no way I could get out, I would have been a jumper. If there was no, if there was no way out, don't, don't do it. Oh, he didn't hear it because he didn't have his headphones on. Oh, fuck. He, his reaction was messed. Uh, now, how long? <laughs> now, we all, we all witnessed sweaty second, ear, man. Second plane attack. How long between both attacks do you think there was? Oh, geez. It was like, if you had to guess, because I mean, right now you're just like, so oh, a, bomb, uh, a toilet. I think it was 40 minutes. Roughly uh, 846 first five hijackers. And then it was like 903, wasn't it? Yep, exactly. That's building two. So at 903, oh, more like, yeah, 20 minutes. Another five hijackers crashed United Airlines flight 175 into the southern facade facade. What's that? Facade. Word? It's not a fuckade. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the last episode of Conspiracy Therapy. Thanks for your time, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen. A fuck aid. Would that be a uh, like lube? Okay. Lube. Fuck aid. I was thinking uh, taking your boner pills. That could also be a fuck aid. Huh. More you know. You are missing out on a whole yeah. lot. You know what? It'll make listening back to this even better. Well, a lot of it was for your. Re- well, the last one was for your reaction, and yeah. you weren't wearing it. So. That's okay. You can be just part of like, you can listen to half the show. That's fine Yeah. for number 100. The big one, just <laughs> do whatever you want. I'm just going to talk to my dog now for the next 10 minutes. Okay. So first plane hits. What? This sucks. Second plane hits even worse. Now you know what's on. A lot of people were walking towards the fire. Yep. Okay. At 903 when the second plane hits, people bolted. And the reaction, well that's what we're going to play you during this middle clip. Um be warned, okay? From here on out, this gets real. So, um just know that I'm uh, sure if you saw 911, you know what you're <laughs> in for. Yeah. Just know that we love you. We don't know, maybe it's came from the other side. You see the other side of the building? There's more more fl- flames there. You think it came from the other side? It could be. Look, look there is oh, yeah. most of the smoke coming from the other side of the building. Yeah, they say it's a small oh, aircraft. Oh, small aircraft. But it's a major disaster. There are people killed what? there, people trapped. And whatever, whatever fell down also. Is, you ever been there? The debris. The, 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 the debris could it's an international tourist place. Lots of people. There's not a plane coming down. Holy you see? Shit. Boom!
I just was at the wedding last week there on the upper floor. Really? Windows of the world. Oh, I've heard of that place. Wow, these are the small aircrafts. There's going another one over there. Really? I think we should be quiet. It's a people dead there. It's just... That's the second tower now. You have both towers. As you look at uh, the picture from our chopper now arriving at the scene, uh, Jim Friedel in Hoboken uh, said it appeared to back sharply and smash directly, perhaps purposefully, into... Oh, my goodness. Oh, God. There's another one. Oh. Oh, my goodness. There's another this one. This seems to be on purpose. Oh, my goodness. Another now you... Plane? Now it's obvious, I think that uh, th there's a second plane just crashed into the World Trade Center. I think we have a terrorist attack of proportions that we cannot begin to imagine at this juncture. We'll try to get a better vantage point and see what we can see on the ground. It's a little difficult from the air because the buildings kind of shadow the streets, but no doubt a lot of activity on the ground right now. And um, in terms of the firefighting capabilities, when you get up to this high level, uh, I assume the firefighters have got to get up there and, uh, you know, fight it from inside. Oh, uh, if you're taking a look now, you can wow. see that we've just had another explosion and that is considerably lower. And is that in the other building? Is that, that what I'm witnessing? That, that apparently does look like it is in the other building at this point. And direct your attention to the microphone behind home plate. And welcome representing all of New York City's emergency services, New York City police officer, Daniel Rodriguez, who will now sing, God Bless America. God bless Oh. Uh -huh. 
was, that was from uh, the World Series there because that was in New York. Wow. And about a about a month later, and they brought out George Bush came out to uh, throw out the first pitch in a bulletproof vest and threw a perfect strike. And it was one of like it was like he just got filled with pride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, this is this, this is the uh, <laughs> we're gonna dr- continue to drink, but we're also Ooh. gonna sober up faster than we can drink because this is the really dark part. <sighs> Wonderful, oh boy. this is already the most uncomfortable. I in a one hundred uh, episodes, even the Franklin cover up has nothing on this for me. So when the planes hit the buildings. We had a lot of terrible things that these people went through. Like I said, the office filled with paper. There was paper everywhere. When the second building fell is when things really kick into high gear. You've got the death cloud that just shot through mm. the streets. The, the videos of that. <sighs> Brutal. I mean, it's all debris, but it's a wall. It, That's the scariest video footage is that wall. Wall moving. of just debris. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean, imagine the videos they'd have now. Everybody would have it on their cell phone. And it'd be in like crazy 1080p or whatever. I was going to say, frankly, I don't want to imagine. No, you're like, right. No. You're right. That, that was a, my bad. It's amazing the footage we got from that day. But yeah. yes, it, it, it would be uh, hyper realistic now. And in some ways it's worse to watch now in retrospect because video footage from that time looks so much older. I don't know yeah. if it's just me, but I thought 2001 was the future, but now looking back, it's, it's just, but it's like, I can remember like, it, you know, how people say they can remember where they were and what happened when Kennedy was shot. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's ours. Mm-hmm. And you know, like you, you remember exactly how, like the feeling of the weather how the sun felt when it hit your skin. It's just that clear. Yeah. So I didn't really break this down, but um, another quick thing I should interject is that the transponders were turned off. So just so you know, they wouldn't have known where the planes were going because Mm -hmm. that turns off, turns them off from radar. They held up the pilots with, with, uh, box cutters. And, you know, to be honest with you, I understand that. So some people who question the whole transponder thing, well, if they know that a plane has it and that turns that off from radar, they're not thinking they're flying into a building, right? Mm-hmm. They're not. They're probably being told if you do this, we'll let, we'll let you go. Right. And this again, from the first flight leaving at eight forty six to when it, the first plane hit the first building was 20 minutes. Mm. So, there were 250,000 people that were working at both those buildings just to give you a quarter of a million. Yeah. That's, isn't that like the population of our city? Pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now there are, there are so many heroes in this. Okay. I just want to take a sidebar on this one guy that I heard about. His name was Rick Rascorla. He got his friends and co- co-workers out of Morgan Stanley's workplace. He was so dedicated to safety after the 93 attack that he had drills 
for if this ever happened again to get all of his friends and coworkers out in case of a catastrophe or another bombing. But we all know those like safety nut guys Mm -hmm. or those like super anal guys about being there on time, which I've just fucked. You are not that guy. (laughs) I flipped that guy off, (laughs) but I shouldn't. And this is exactly why, because you know, you need to appreciate these people Wear your seatbelts, put your fucking, you know, tray tables up, Uh, put your e-brake on. He he successfully evacuated 2,687 people. God bless you. And the last time anyone saw him because he died that day was on the 10th floor heading up to save more bodies. That's the world we live in. You know, you got to appreciate people like that, man. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's uh, just a sidebar Mm. story I read while doing the research for this episode. Um, Now the, the second building fell. And when this building falls, um, it's, it's hard to say anything, but that like, Basically, the whole fucking world changed. Changed. Um, that's the 102 minutes from when the first plane hits to when the second building falls. Um, all right. This is the this is one of the two worst clips we're going to play today, and oh. this is the this is the 911 call from inside now. This woman's name is Melissa and she is burning up and not having a good time, but we have to play this clip because not only were firefighters, cops, port authority, and even just like Rick here in my quick sides sidebar story heroes that day, but emergency nine one one workers were on the ball and uh here's the 911 call from uh Melissa is it, is it, are they going to be able to get somebody up here? Well, of course, ma'am. We're coming up for you. Well, there's no one here yet, and the floor is completely engulfed. We're on the floor, and we can't breathe. Okay. And it's very, very, very hot. It's very, is it, are the lights still on? The lights are on, but it's very hot. Ma'am, ma'am. Thank very you. hot. We're all the way on the other side of Liberty, and it's very, very hot. Any lights? Did you turn the lights off? No. No, the lights are off. Okay, good. Now, everybody stay calm. You're doing a good job. Please. Ma'am, listen. Ma'am, listen. Everybody's coming. Everybody knows. Everybody knows what happened, okay? Yeah. But don't worry. They have to take time to come up here. You know that. got to be very careful. Very hot. I understand. you got to be very, very careful how they approach you, okay? So, right? so when they come up here, it won't be worse than it is. Now, you stay calm. And so how many people where you're at right now? There's like five people here with me. All up on the 83rd floor. 83rd floor. With five people. Five patients. Everybody's having trouble breathing? Everybody's having trouble breathing. Some people are worse. Some people are unconscious. Everybody's awake? So far, yes. Everybody's awake? 
Yes, so Francis. And it's very hot there, but no fire, right? I can't see. No, no, hot. Very hot. No fire for now, and no smoke, right? No smoke, right? Of course there's smoke. Ma'am, ma'am, you have to stay calm. There is smoke. I okay. can't breathe. Okay, you stay calm with me, okay? I understand. I think there is fire because it's very hot. Okay. It, it's very hot everywhere on the floor. Okay. I know you don't see it, and I know, but we, I'm going to document, I'm documenting what you say, okay? And it's very hot. We see no fire, but you see smoke, right? It's very hot. I see, I don't... Okay. Any air anymore? Okay. All I see is smoke. Okay, dear. I'm so sorry. Hold on one. Stay calm with me. Stay calm. Please. Listen. The call is in. I'm documenting. I'm gonna let this. Hold on one second, please. I'm gonna die, aren't I? No, 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 no. Say I'm gonna die, ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. Say your prayers. And we're not gonna. gonna die. We're gonna think positive because you gotta help each other get off the floor. Now, I'm gonna die. Stay calm. Stay calm. Stay calm. Stay calm. You're doing a good job, ma'am. You're doing a good job. It's so hot. I'm burning up. Then you, okay. If you don't, the floors is hot and everything is hot. It's all that justice. When you go up high, you, you get too close away from the smoke. Okay. I know you know. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's all right, man. That's that's a brutal listen. <laughs> There's there the, a lot of people really had a rough time, and this is one of the few disasters that we have that kind of raw audio. And I, I want to say again to anybody listening, I apologize, but this is, this is a brutal, brutal, brutal thing that we all feel a lot of emotions towards. And I think it is my, it is my feeling first and foremost, that those voices, those people that went through that, that, you know, know that, that and rest in peace to her. But I wanted to stress, I'm glad you didn't have, because this is a, there's two phone calls in this, this clip. Both are horrible. The first one. Uh, yeah, I cut that. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it's, he's a, he's on the phone when the building collapses. Yeah, no, you don't. Don't. Yeah, let's. There's a reason he didn't uh, play it. Yeah, that's why I didn't want that one in there. But yeah, thank you. Um, so the true story is that this is this is a brutal, brutal period for these people, and uh, unfortunately, it happened fast. They went to work, just doing their job. Didn't think anything of it. 8.46. The first flight hits 9.03. The second flight hits the second building. And then at 10.28 a.m., the North Tower of the World Trade Center collapses. And that's only 30 minutes after the South Tower collapses. So from the point of 846 to 1028, the world changed. It was a horrible thing to watch. Um, terrible. I mean, it's, it's hard to even talk about. I mean, look, we, I think this show, we do our best to try to make light of some of the worst things ever. And, you know, there's been horrible atrocities from day one of this planet 
And this is just ours. I mean, we all feel a sense of pain when it comes to just even talking about this. Mm -hmm. Um, The aftermath of this is just, um, well, when the second building collapsed after, you know, there were the 250,000 people that were in the building and thankfully much of them did get out and, you know, none of them stuck around to get interviewed. Some did, but I'm trying to tell you right now something that really 250,000 people, only 18 people were pulled from the wreckage after both buildings fell. The last was at 10 30 PM that night. And it was a firefighter. Mm. Everyone else was gone. No one else survived. If you were in the building at that point, you died. Now, forensic people did work in 12-hour shifts for months using victims' bodies to identify people for families' closure. They were, and to me, this seems staggering because a lot of it would would just be like a hand Mm. or a leg. Um, They were able to identify 60% of corpses. The last body identified, again, was in 2013. It was a firefighter. Yeah. It's all right, man. All right. So the full death count. Here we go. 2,753 civilians, 343 firefighters, 23 NYPD, 37 Port Authority, 10,000 were treated for injuries in NYC alone. The Pentagon was 125 military and slash civilian people. 24 people were on that plane. And in Pennsylvania, United 93... 45 people aboard the plane that went down. And that is the shitty, 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 shitty thing that led us to what most people consider the beginning of the infinity war. (laughs) Longest lasting war in American history. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But without getting too sad, because I think, I think we're in our lowest point. We've been in a hundred episodes. Happy hundredth episode. (laughs) Where's our beach emo guy? (laughs) I don't like suntan lotion. I hate parties. That's right. (laughs) David Letterman. (laughs) A couple days later decided to let the show go on. And this is my favorite clip of this episode. So this is David Letterman on his city. 20 years that we've been here in New York city. We've worked closely with the police officers and and the firefighters and And, and fortunately, uh, most of us don't really have to think too much about what these men and women do on a, on a daily basis. And, and the phrase, New York's finest and New York's bravest, you know, did it mean anything to us personally, firsthand? Well, maybe, hopefully, but probably not. But boy, it means something now, doesn't it? They, they put themselves in harm's way to protect people like us. And the, the men and women from the firefighters and the police department who, who are lost are, are going to be missed by this city 
for a very, very long time. And, I, and my hope for, for myself and everybody else, not only in New York but everywhere, is that we never, ever take these people for granted. Absolutely never take them for granted. I just want to uh, go through this, and again, uh, forgive me if this is more for me than, than it is for people watching. Uh, I, I'm sorry, but uh, I just I, I have to go through this. I'm, uh, the, the reason we were attacked, the reason these people are dead, the, these people are missing and dead, and they weren't doing anything wrong. They were living their lives. They were going to work. They were traveling. They were doing what they normally do. Uh, as I understand it, and, and my understanding of this is vague at best, uh, another smaller group of people stole some airplanes and crashed them into buildings. And, and we're told that they were uh, zealots uh, fueled by religious fervor, religious fervor. And if you live to be a thousand years old, will that make any sense to you? Will that make any goddamn sense? I'll tell you about a uh, thing that happened last night. Uh, there's a town in Montana by the name of Shoto. It's about 100 miles south of the Canadian border. And I know a little something about this town. And it's 1,600 people. 1,600 people. And it's a, a, an, an ag business community, which means farming and, and ranching. And Montana's been in the middle of a drought for, I don't know, three years. And, and if you got no rain, you can't grow anything. And if you can't grow anything, you can't farm. And if you can't grow anything, you can't ranch because the cattle don't have anything to eat. And that's the way life is in this small town, 1,600 people. Last night at the high school auditorium in uh, Shoto, Montana, they had a rally, uh, home of the Bulldogs, by the way. Uh, they, they had a rally uh, for New York City, and not just a rally for New York City, but a rally to raise money, to raise money for New York City. And, and if that doesn't tell you uh, everything you need to know about the, the spirit of the United States, then uh, I can't help you. I'm sorry. And I have one, one more thing to say, and then, uh, thank God, Regis is here, so we have something to make fun of. If you didn't believe it before, and uh, it's easy to understand how you might have been skeptical on this point, if you didn't believe it before, you can absolutely believe it now. New York City is the greatest city in the world. I love that clip. <laughs> I just, you know, comedians have a knack, and that's uh, part of what made me my heart shatter when Robin Williams died. So you need the funny people to kind of ground you in the reality a bit. I, one of my favorite, can you have like a favorite 9 11 thing? Not really, I guess. But um, the Saturday following. 9-11 when SNL mm -hmm. had to go live. I don't know if you recall or I if watched you watched it, that, yeah. but I thought that was exceptionally poignant too, because they had Rudy Giuliani on yep. there with, um, 
first responders that came from ground zero they still had dust on their clothes and you know he did a a short monologue and paul simon was there um and then lorne michaels said something to the effect of can we be funny again and uh why start now yeah and rudy giuliani (laughs) said why start now and that was kind of the like the deep breath of all right yeah okay okay. we're gonna get we're gonna be eventually yeah yeah and that always stuck out in my mind um because yeah what a hard thing to do i mean look at us this has rendered us completely unfunny because you can't it's so so hard so So, nothing's changed for us right and this is (laughs) 17 years later exactly like yeah not true i'm funny all the fucking time i have to buy accident yeah right (laughs) (laughs) oh boo the listeners love you anyway Guys, that was nine eleven. Time for a quizzical. <laughs> no, Fuck we're, off, not, we're not. We're not doing that this time. Um, it's nine eleven part one. Now we are going to tease some conspiracies for part two. But Ugh. let it be said. Let it be known as the host of this show. I'm not crazy. Okay. And and some of these go off the deep end, but I will tease you a little bit with one thing. Oh, fuck. Dick Cheney is the biggest supervillain of all time. I hate him just like I hate Hitler. Hitler? Just like Hitler. Just like a mad Hitler. So... Just like, just know where that second episode's coming in. I think somebody knew something was happening and maybe pushed it into what could become profitable. I, that's how I feel. Like you're gonna kill, let the slaughter of human beings happen to make money. I know. Like I can't even wrap my mind around that type of evil. Not even one person. Yeah. Not even one. No. Mm-mm. no except just, for maybe, except for maybe Cheney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or Courtney Love. I got my new heart here. Mm. They didn't have to insert it. I just gulped it down my throat. <laughs> bring me my motor oil to drink. <laughs> I think bring me the blood of a seal. I think you're Dick Cheney. But we'll <laughs> get to that in episode two. So let's do a round of plugs to end this episode. Yeah, that's the off-tempo theme. It's great. Sorry, I'm kind of a downer. I, I, I off-tempo podcast. Everybody's a downer after nine eleven. Yeah, right. off-tempo podcast where you go for music history. That's April nine. You can find that on Facebook and Podbean. And of course, the Potty Slam podcast, a wrestling historical podcast where we discuss stories from the locker room and beyond. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter and Podomatic. And of course, the Ephus baseball history podcast and we actually did a 9-11 episode it's way back there um so if you if you're looking for some sort of companion piece you can check it out evispodcast.net conspiracy therapy is my podcast that we've been doing today at conspiracy t show on twitter Mm -hmm. 
shop.spreadshirt.com slash conspiracy therapy podcast where you can get our swag. That's right. Never let a tragedy go by where you can sell some t-shirts. I know. <laughs> Thanks, Dick Cheney. <laughs> I do want to say a big thing right now. We have a closed group, which obviously we're going to let you right into, where you can talk about everything that goes on on the show. You can mm-hmm. talk about what we missed, what we didn't talk about, what we would talk about in the future. Maybe Find out our fuck-ups when we... It's all mine. Cryptids, <laughs> conspiracies, memes, jokes, hilarity, favorite documentaries. I would, I'd love a good documentary. True crime mm. documentary, really. Mm-hmm. Anything. In favorite this- documentary? Mm. Do you have a favorite? Can you? It's hard to. Well, people will probably shoot me for saying this, but maybe Dear Zachary because it's like super emotive mm. and it's it's brutal. If you've seen it before, yeah, it 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 was the first documentary I watched that like literally knocked me on my ass. Mm. Anyway, uh, we are on all the things. I mean, come on, Spotify, Podbean, Podomatic, iTunes, Instagram, Instagram. Good point. That's what I do. And uh, jump in our group. Let's talk. Let's hang out. Let's be friends. I think that's about it. Anybody have anything they want to say to end this hundredth episode, nine eleven part one? I'm cutting What was that last episode? <laughs> yeah. I would say I for that. the big 100, go out on a big positive note. Can we get a Zanzizi Zambibi? Zanzizi Bibi. Thank you. Thank you. I will say. I'm trying to spell it. I do want to say one thing real quick. Without it taking too long, I just want to say one quick thing. Hi. No, we've just begun. We got a lot. We've got a lot of energy and and between the four of us, we have so much we want to cover so much we want to do. And I'm really glad that people like this show. I'm excited to cover more stuff. And here's to another two or here's to another hundred. Here's to another hundred. Boy, you're really a go-getter. Another 200. Well, that too. (laughs) I'm down for another 200. I'm down for everything we have to do in this show. I have a blast doing this. The fans are great. The people are great. Everybody we've talked to, I have a great time. So thank you. This one's for you guys. And we will see you next week on another episode of the Conspiracy Therapy Podcast. Have a great one. Joseph Amatuccio. Paul W. Ambrose. Christopher Charles Amoroso. Craig Scott Amundsen. Kazuhiro Anai. Kalisto Anaya Jr. Joseph P. Entrindia. Kermit Charles Anderson. Yvette Constance Anderson. John Jack Andriacchio. Michael Rourke Andrews. Jean Ann Andruki. Siu Nya An. And my beloved son, Joshua Todd Aaron. I miss you every moment. And my brother, Richard Avery Arano. We love you, we miss you still, and think of you every day.